having consistent organic content is key because someone who's going to see your stuff is going to see more of your stuff and your content has to be reflective of what it is that you're trying to achieve. Only a small percentage of the people that follow you is going to see this message. Now, why a small percentage of the people that follow you are actually now super interested on in your niche, right? We have to figure out like what is the one outcome that we want so we can actually be very efficient in what we do. Yeah. We won't have the best of, of anything at the end of the day because you're doing so many things. This is gonna be weird, but one of the only times I have to read is when I'm showering. So I <laughs> cannot bring I cannot bring my books in the shower. So I bring my Kindle. Fonzie's Mr. Old School and I'm like, no paper. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No paper. If you had a little bit of education, a little bit of idea of how to navigate ads manager, you wouldn't have to waste your time boosting posts, which is a waste of time and money. I cringe every time somebody's like, oh, can we can we boost this post? <laughs> it's a it's literally a waste money button. We've got some hey, new I'm Luis. And this is Luis. And welcome to the Content is Profit before. podcast. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content, all this, or having a good time. I just give that part. That was not <laughs> it, guys. Well, anyways, in this podcast, you guys are going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase your revenue. That is right. The goal of this podcast is simple. Entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. You do need the meditation, man. What's happening know, with you I today? Know. Meditation. I'm just going to say... Uh, we're still crushing it. We're still Anyways, crushing it, you know? Guys, if you're enjoying this show, clearly go ahead and follow it. Just tell tell Fonzie that, you know, pick a bro, pick me. And uh, <laughs> that's the reason you follow the show. But anyways, uh, if you're also enjoying it, share it with your loved ones, with your co-workers, with your team. So they can listen to all these golden boulders that we have to say. And especially our guests has to say. Yeah, you just did the whole call to actions. Uh, uh, your know. part or my part? No, because you're, you're <laughs> messing on my man, so I, I took over. But anyways, today, the guest that we have uh, was introduced by one of our favorites, Alex Sanfilippo. I'm going to say the joke because I wrote a joke in there and I thought the joke was pretty funny. He was introduced, <laughs> introduced to us by the Cupid of podcasting, the matchmaker of podcast, the one and only Alex Sanfilippo. Okay, sounds good. We'll have, we'll have to explain that for those who don't know Alex. That is but... right. Guys, today's guest, he quit his career to live the life he wanted. He moved somewhere where he can live the lifestyle that he wanted. And I'm curious to know what that lifestyle is. And the most important part, he actually did all that with his wife. That's amazing. I love I'm that. I'm business partner. I'm business partner. I could never work with my wife. Just yeah. saying. Just so in case I, you I didn't, that. in yes. case you didn't put that together, the wife is the business partner. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the best part. He helps podcasters grow their platforms through paid ads. Studio clap. I'm so excited. I'm Studio so excited clap. to learn more yes. about this. So, anyways, with that said, guys, please welcome the one and only Matt Shields. <laughs> welcome, Matt. Murdered the intro. Um, appreciate it, appreciate it. But you don't have to be nice, you know. We know that was chaotic. <laughs> that's great. But it's like, that's, that's great, great logged off. <laughs> like, All right, I'll see you guys. We're like, welcome, Matt. Where do you go? Where do you go? Yeah, I get back. <laughs> to Matt, when we chatted, what was it, last week or maybe a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was supposed to be like a 10-minute conversation and like we ended up talking for like an hour. 
And uh, it was so cool because obviously, you know, we, we live in podcasting every single day. And when Alex reached out and he's like, guys, I have somebody that I really want to introduce to you. Like he sees podcasting and growing a podcast through paid ads very differently. And we literally dove in. Like we, we, we had a techno babble conversation, which, you know, we're not going to go too much into that. But I'm very excited because what you do, uh, it can actually help podcasters grow through paid ads. How yeah, do you, so for, go ahead. Oh, go so ahead <laughs> no, you go ahead. I was going to say, uh, I mean, how do you stumble upon this, right? Tell us a little bit about your story, right? Because in every single conference that we go to, it's like these keynotes of like how to grow a podcast. And it's always like the yeah. things that you got to do is like do the clips and go guest and go all these things. And yes, mm -hmm. you can, you have to actually do all these things, but this was very fresh and refreshing to hear from you. Yeah. So like the, the stumbling upon it happened through just years of trial by fire. So we've been doing ads for, for people for about four years now. And, uh, anybody who knows about Facebook and all the stuff that they've been into and anybody who tries to run their own paid advertising knows that the huge problem is data privacy and aggregation, right? It's all, it's annoying, but without getting too technical, right? So like the privacy laws made it really difficult on small businesses, especially because if you can't get super granular with your targeting, they made it so the people who have a ton of money to spend on ads win, it's easier for them to win. But we specialized in being an efficient, being efficient with it. And we had a lot of ways to get around the, the targeting options that they took away. So this audience building strategy that we've been using works perfectly for podcasters because it's, it's such an easy ask. Podcasting is huge, especially right now. And it's yeah. such an easy way to get to know somebody quickly because rather than trying to consume a bunch of six second clips of somebody, you can listen to them talk for half an hour. It's a whole lot easier. Yeah. yeah. So actually I was reading, um, what's his name? Taylor Welch newsletter. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He has like a monthly newsletter that he prints and he sends it to your home. It's pretty cool. Actually pretty, pretty cool to receive mm -hmm. something, you know, physical rather to have done download in and read it. Fonzie's Mr. Old School and I'm like, no paper. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I read on Kindle. I, lo I love my Kindle. I love reading Perfect. on the Kindle, you know, yeah. like, this is going to be weird, but one of the only times I have to read is when I'm showering. So I <laughs> cannot bring, I cannot bring my books in the shower. So I bring my Kindle. Bro, it's perfect. It's waterproof. Water bill. <laughs> it's waterproof. It's waterproof, man. It's awesome. Uh, the water bill good too. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that topic aside, okay. you know, I was reading the, the newsletter and he actually was talking about content, right? And he was talking about like, Literally in a few in a few years, the businesses that don't publish content, they're gonna die. That's what he was saying. It's like they're gonna die. You need to publish content, and there's two ways of doing it, right? Like you can either create content yourself organically, and he's like, I've been creating content from 2015, which is amazing, and you can see part of his brand in there because of that consistency, that longevity. But then he said. There's ways around for people that don't want to create content or maybe don't like to create content in certain ways to promote. And he said one of those is running ads, right? And I think it's Dan Kennedy, the one that says the customer, the, the business that can afford, you know, to spend the most money to acquire a customer is the one that's going to win at the end of the day. And you kind of like we're mentioning that in a way. And I can see your head kind of like, ooh, I got thoughts about this and I want to I wanna, I wanna hear your opinion. But, you know, 
we mostly have explored the avenue of organic content, right? Of consistently pushing organic content. And I know of cases of people that don't have that organic content, but they spend a lot of money in advertising to drive traffic, right? And they've grown successful businesses as well. Again, there's not just one way to do things. But I'm curious. I want to hear a little bit of your your thoughts on this because you I can tell you have a lot of thoughts on you know what Dan Kennedy had to say about paid advertising versus organic advertising about big budgets and smaller budgets so why don't you share with me a little bit about those so I, I want to see your point of view on how you see content and advertising playing a role on growing your audience yeah so organic strategies are awesome we're never all your eggs in one basket people so we, we made it, so it's just my wife and I, and we set up our business to be sort of like a really personal, we call it, we call it like a boutique ad agency. So like, it's, it's more of like a, we jump in and we become friends with you. Essentially we get into your business and we, we talk about this stuff and we strategize that way because organic strategies help us do what we're doing. So your consistency and your constant posting of this content, your content is the substance behind your brand. Like you need that stuff. But the only problem with just using organic strategies and we use organic strategies as well. We use hashtag research. We do all kinds of stuff like cross promotion, all those things. And that's, what's widely taught in the podcasting realm is cross promotion. Right. And if you're doing organic strategies, that's perfect. Keep doing them. Don't stop. And podcasts are awesome because you can take, you know, especially if you have a video podcast, this podcast, you can turn into whatever, 40, 50 clips if you want. But that content's great for like quick hitters, but the problem, the only problem with organic content is reach. Okay. So mm-hmm. right now across the board, organic reach is like 0.98%. It's less than 1%. So less than 1% of your followers on average, it's an average are seeing your content. So if you have a thousand followers, you're talking to like nine people, Yeah. but if you have more engagement and you have a more engaged audience, if you have a higher quality audience, those numbers can go up. So it's pretty much set up right now. And everybody knows this, like you got into, everybody got into reels for a quick minute because reels were, you were seeing high engagement rates, you're seeing reels killing it. And then they throttled the reach of reels because they saw it was too easy to do it organically and they want people to pay. So everything's pretty much set up pay to play. Yeah. You have to really understand what's going on on social media or understand why social media exists to get why this is. Yeah. Social media exists to keep people on the platform because the people are the product. Yep. Right. And so they, it, all of your behavioral data is stored on there so that they can sell space to advertisers. But if you're a small business owner or a podcaster, or you're selling services on the back end of your podcast, or just trying to grow an audience for your own personal brand, you can use these social media sites for inexpensively to build that audience and retarget people and basically get in front of more people, stay top of mind with more people. Yeah. I, um, I had a conversation last week that was a little frustrating with a person that we helped with their, with their content. Right. And, uh, you know, we, we do not help most people with distribution because that's not our wheelhouse. We know how to do it, but we kind of pick and choose who to do it because of the same reason, right? Some people have misconceptions of like, hey, if we create a reel or a YouTube short, it's going to go viral, right? Well, there's so many elements, right, <laughs> to this thing. It's like, first, like, is your content good? Are we providing value? How long have you been publishing? Is the talent 
person that you know is the talking head good is it is it engaging in different ways do we are we resetting attention like is the hook good right like there's so many elements to to content nowadays that people discover as they start executing right or working with with several people <laughs> i remember like this was like a brand new facebook page we put the post out there and uh, the person call, calls back and he's like hey guys i posted this that i made in five minutes in my own Facebook page and he, you know, triple the reach. And I'm like, well, we got to understand how these social media platforms work. Well, first off, it's not, you know, it's your personal profile. You've been engaging with a ton of people already, right? Like you already know it's not a brand new page. And this is, I think the gap for a lot of people trying these things and then going out into like agencies or people like you, right? There's this education gap that we need to, you know, compress in a, to, for people to understand. And in the last conversation we had uh, with with Javier, who's an expert in B2B sales, we're talking about the sales cycle and what's really your one objective, right? And depending on like where are you on your business, there's different things that you can do, right? From leveraging ads to do direct sales, right? So if you are a smaller business where you need the sale, the best way and faster way is like what's the fastest path to cash, right? Is direct sale in a sense. What we, when you and me talked, right, there's like different outcomes. I kept asking like, well, so what, what do you need from us? Like, what's the goal of, of the campaign, right? Are there multiple goals within promoting the podcast, right? Is this a business-related podcast? Are we attaching it to the pipeline? So for people that are maybe starting their podcast, they have a business, right? They use the podcast as a way mm-hmm. to relate to the audience in a way or connect with the guest, and they want to use this system, right? What would you recommend as they start, you know, learning about this topic and how can they leverage? Because the example that you gave me was pretty accessible. I think like the one of the case studies that you guys have was only $150, right? And it was really awesome results. So uh, when I heard that, I'm like, wow, you know, the barrier of entry is not as high as I thought it was going to be and it's super accessible. So can you share with us like some tips on how, people with a podcast can start looking into something like this. Yeah. So the whole goal of your podcast, right? The, you basically want to get it in front of more people, but just using organic strategies and cross promotion and stuff like that, you, you can get it in front of more people, but if that's the only thing you're doing, you can't control who sees it. So if you're selling a business on the back end, so say, say you're selling a service on the back end of that. And if you cross promote, you go on other people's podcasts, that's great. But if, as long as that person that you're interviewing with, or as long as that podcast, that person's uh, audience is your ideal audience, right? Because if they're not, you're just, you're just being on a podcast for the sake of being on a podcast. Any promotion is good, but you want to talk directly to the people who will most likely work with you. And the reason, the reason social media is set up like this is because of that point of your behavioral data is tracked on Facebook. So everything that you, when you're online, whatever you're doing, mindless is consciously or subconsciously, you're reacting with stuff, right? So you're either hovering over it, you're clicking on it, you're reading it, you're pausing it, you're watching the video, all of that stuff is tracked. So the whole point of social media is to keep you on the platform Mm -hmm. so that they can show you more advertising. The more, the longer you're on the platform, the more advertising they can sell period. And that's how they make money. So they're going to show you stuff that you're more likely to enjoy and interact with so that you don't get off the platform because you just went on the platform. It's just a random mix of things that would get annoying all the time. (laughs) So that's why they show you things that they think you would like. Yeah. So we use that to your advantage because 
if we can track your ideal audience now targeting has gotten weird. So like you have to literally test how you can reach those people. Knowing your ideal client is perfect for your messaging, but finding those people on the internet is a different thing. Mm -hmm. So what you can do is you can target people. It's like I said, it's set up to pay to play. So if you're, if you're doing hashtag research or you're doing stuff like that, you still can't control who sees it. And even if they see it, you can't talk to them again because the odds are that only that less than 1% of them are seeing your stuff on a regular basis, right? Yeah. That's if they follow you. But if you can put some money behind it and employ some strategy behind it, you can reach tens of thousands of people a month for not a lot of money, right? We're seeing engagement or awareness for less than a penny. These things are super easy because you're just showing it to people. So you're getting more eyeballs on your stuff and even better, you can get targeted with it. So like if you can get a little bit granular with your targeting about targeting your specific audience, if you can, that's awesome. If you can't, you can get pretty close and your messaging will filter the rest. And that's why we basically force feed people your content until they keep interacting with you. So they keep yeah. seeing your stuff. Yeah. So it's easy to do that, but there's a couple of things. It's not super intuitive, right? And they're not user-friendly and Facebook is not a nice platform for you to call and ask for help about. We've spent well over a million dollars in ad spend through our clients over the years. And we still get, did you turn it off and turn back on again? Answers from, yeah. from Facebook. So if you had a little bit of education, a little bit of idea of how to navigate ads manager, you wouldn't have to waste your time boosting posts, which is a waste of time and money, by the way, that's just a, that is a I spend cringe money every time. I cringe every time somebody's like, how can we put, can we boost this post? <laughs> It's a, it's literally a waste money button, right? So it's, you can get super targeted with it. If you just know how to navigate ads manager a little bit and you can be super efficient with your money. Like I said, we can reach tens of thousands of people for less than that, that test that we did with Adam, with our friend. Right. So he, yeah. he wanted to see how little we could spend and get tangible results. Yeah. So that was the huge test is like, we got a bunch of people that he can then retarget. We got a bunch of people on his email list and we got a bunch of people who downloaded an episode. I can go through the specific numbers if you want, but like we only spent $155 and we got tangible results for him in a week. Yeah. That's so very it's powerful. That is very powerful. Yeah. That's very good. Um, I'm interested a little bit on the, what, well, and I wouldn't say interested, but I think a lot of people don't really understand. And even I consider myself to that extent in a way, how, truly the algorithm works and, and you hear it all the time like you hear people mention it like the algorithm the algorithm like all these things and like in reality the only like platform up to my knowledge right now that has an open source algorithm that people can actually know exactly how it works is twitter or now x right he's the only one that has made it open source for people to see it and they just released i think it was like a week or two weeks ago kind of like a document sharing how it works, like all these updates. And I've seen a lot of the breakdown and it's, it's pretty cool because now you get to see, oh, you know what? Like they want more replies. Let me focus on this. Like the power of replies is way bigger than, you know, just liking or retweeting, etc. right? So now you get focused and you, you know that actually replying and being part of the conversation has 13 times the, you know, power, let's say, over any other action. So I'm going to focus, number one, on making my content engaging to, you know, get a conversation going and to go into other people's and put the conversation. Now, 
in other platforms. It's not, I would say that majority of creators have like a tacit agreement on how this algorithm works, which is kind of like in a way what you're explaining. And I believe is in a, a similar way as well, right? But there's not like, nobody has like, I don't think even the the CEO of Instagram, Mosseri, that's out there has say, this is exactly how the algorithm worked. But I find it interesting, right? And I was actually thinking that on my way here, I was like, okay, like people agree that the algorithm shows it to a very small percentage of the people that followed you, right? Just a very, very small percentage. Now, if you are super niche down on your message, which is what a lot of creators recommend, it's like niche, niche, like super niche down on your message. I'm like, okay, only a small percentage of the people that follow you is going to see this message. Now, what small percentage of the people that follow you are actually now super interested on your niche, right? <laughs> like that's even probably even smaller percentage of this percentage that watched it. And now what percentage of that people that are interested are actually going to engage? It's even smaller, right? And what they say, they kind of like tacit agreement is, you know, if the first kind of like pool of people that see your content has good engagement, they're going to show it to a bigger pool of people. And then if it gets more engagement, it gets shown to more people and more people, right? This is organic, right? Yeah, this organic. Is not paid. Yeah, this is yeah. not paid. This is organic. And, yeah, yeah. And I, was looking, and I was thinking about that. And I was like, this is interesting, right? Because I, a lot of lately, a lot of the people that I've been following, I see that they have, yes, their niche down content, but at the same time, they also have broad. pretty broad topics meant to catch the attention of, a bigger audience and eventually when they go into their profile start funneling down with the message and i think this is where i've been coming into i think there's an opportunity here with paid ads in the past is kind of like go broad with that organic but then go hard on the retargeting with ads and you know show them the mess the, the right message the niche down message which again you can just go and skip this part. I'm kind of like rambling in here, by the way. But you can kind of like... By the way, Matt, you can just cut him off anytime. <laughs> no, it's, I, I really want to hear it. I really want to hear it because it's interesting to hear perceptions of people who like... I, like, I'm in this all the time. Yep. So just the paid part, the organic part, the reason why you keep doing organic, that consistency, he's exactly right. So the algorithm works a certain way for organic. But if you force the issue... Okay, you can force the issue with paid. You can basically force it. So if you force engagement or force awareness or force something like that, if you can get your stuff in front of more people and you boost engagement on your page, the algorithm thinks that people like your stuff. So it yep. will naturally, I hate the word boost, but it, it makes yep. sense here because I, I yep. don't want to confuse this but with we, boosting. We can say it can elevate it. It can elevate it. <laughs> Mate, it's like, no, not approved. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might have lost our connection. Do you lose our connection there for a little bit? Yeah, I did for a second. Yeah, otherwise I was just like staying here and going like this. Even though, but anyway, even, but, even Riverside um, was like, that was not a good joke. Riverside just censored my brother's joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you... If you force the issue and people, more people see your stuff, right? You can hmm. You can target basically... The whole point of this is like likes, shares, comments, whatever, their vanity intro, their vanity metrics, unless you use them for audience building. And you have to know how to build a strategic audience and you have to know how to build a dynamic audience hmm. because this is just statistics. This is just data if you really think about it. So how I like to explain to people is like this visualization of the Sims, you know, that big like 
triangle thing they have on their head in The Sims. Yeah. yeah. Well, imagine you're like online avatar. So like you, how you interact on, let's just use Facebook for an example. Okay. So Facebook and when I talk about Facebook, I'm talking about meta. I'm talking about Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. We're not talking about the other one yet, but yeah. let's <laughs> you're, just talk you're, about you're the old generation, you know, you're an OG. So you say Facebook. <laughs> yeah. So just, I, I, yeah. So we'll talk about that. Let's just talk about the Facebook platform. Okay. Cause you can choose different, you can choose different placements where you put yeah. these ads. That's a big difference, right? So Facebook has the lion's share of the placements. There's a lot more placements on Facebook than there are on Instagram than there is on the audience network. But if you're just talking about Facebook, you have what I call, like, I'm trying to explain this as like your own behavioral data matrix in front of you, right? So let's say for argument's sake that you're online avatar is made of a hundred thousand data points. That's made up of things that you've interacted with, right? Movies, yeah. clips, uh, topics, everything it used to be. So it, it's not any longer, but if you've been on Facebook for longer than 10 years prior to 2020, it used to track all of your actions that you took whenever you had the app open on your phone. Okay. So, on other apps, on other websites, on yeah. all of that. And if you had it open on, on your computer, it used to track all your actions if you had the tab open on your computer. So I don't know if it does that any longer. They don't say, uh, but they got in yeah. trouble for that and they had to go to court for that <laughs> and they had to go through all that. But so the behavior data was like much tighter. But if you, let's say like you and I get served the same ad, right? Let's say we get served the same ad and I interact with it first. The audience that I would draw in after that, because the algorithm learns and it tests what my similar interests are to the next person, yeah. the audience that I would draw in after that is much different than the audience that you would draw in after mm -hmm. that, just because we have different yeah. shared interests. So it's literally this butterfly effect of who interacts with it. Yeah. So if you have something that goes viral, it just means it hit the right loop of data that pulled in the butterfly effect worked perfectly. But that doesn't mean that even if you went viral and even if you gained 20,000 followers overnight, odds are that most of those people aren't going to want to work with you. Yeah. They yeah. just think that you have funny stuff or you have good stuff because most viral clips are not like useful clips. Yeah. Our, so, so we run Facebook ads for people, right? We do all yeah. kinds of stuff online and my wife does our social media and our most watched clip had like 300,000 views, but it was like her making a pizza. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's not useful. Like if you like that, great. That just means you liked our pizza. We can't retarget those people and ask them to work with us. Yeah. yeah. Like it's ridiculous. Hey, so you like so this pizza. You, Would you like me to run your Facebook ads? <laughs> yeah, so exactly. So but, like if, if there's a big difference, question, there, right? Matt, like what, you guys was, talked about. Was the pizza delicious? Oh, of course. <laughs> He's of like, course. of course. Can't say otherwise. I'm going to get trolled with my wife right here. No, <laughs> of course it was. Yes. Yeah. But like, unless you're yeah. growing. So there's two basic types of podcasters, right? Yeah. So yeah. there's someone who's trying to grow their podcast as their own personality, right? Yeah. Like, so talk about a comedy podcast, like Burt Kreischer could be on any podcast and it's yeah. him, the personality. The podcast yeah. name or the subject matter doesn't matter at yeah. all. It's yeah. him, the personality. But Absolutely. if if you have a service that you're selling on the back end of that, or you have educational information, it all matters. Like yeah. that matters. 
So for someone who's trying to grow their podcast just for views, just to get like monetary for monetary purposes, like with affiliate marketing or sponsorships or something like that, try to grow their own personality. Yeah. This strategy works as well because yeah. you're just getting your name out there. You're just getting your content. Out okay. There. So but, I th this is all good, Matt. I have a story that maybe it will bring it to like, I guess, we're trying to like maybe depict it right, in the real world. And uh, this is how I imagine as you were explaining this. Not so long ago, I went to the Orlando parks with my wife, right? And we're in this line in the Harry Potter, like one of the Harry Potter rides. And, you know, we're an hour in, obviously, you know, we meet the people in front of us. We meet the people behind us. We get to talking and uh, we're getting along, right? Just fine. You know, we're laughing. And uh, we, in my head, I'm like, oh, we're besties, right? So one, in, you know, after a while, one of them asks, like, so what do you guys do for work? So my wife goes like, well, yeah, I'm a pharmacist. Why not? And then I say, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I run a podcast and we have a podcast studio. And both, like both ends and like four people like next to them, they were like, they all turn around. They're like, what? That's so awesome. What's your podcast about? And I'm like, oh, it's called Content is Profit. It's about entrepreneurship, business, and content. And all four of them kind of turn around like, oh, that's okay. <laughs> and there was no more questions asked about the podcast. So here's a real life example, right? Like they liked us because we had brought topics because we talked about life. We talked about the kids. We talked about funny things, things we did in vacation, whatever, right? The parks. And then I built rapport with them. The second I told them that my podcast was niched down into these topics, they had no interest because they had no need, right? And then, yep. you know, it is what it is. I wasn't hurt. I just understand. And that's exactly. You're a little hurt. You're a little hurt. You're like, wow. They're like, my. Time it. You must like download the podcast right now. It makes you, makes you want to start a second podcast. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, should we talk about, you know, a Disney podcast? But it's like, it's versus like you say, hey, my podcast is about, you know, Disney stories or park, park stories. They'll probably be more interested because. That's the audience you're talking to. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I share that story because sometimes it's hard to picture that online. Right. But it's, it was so interesting to me to see it in real life. And, you know, we've been. Yeah, there well, for a we'll long do. Time. Well, do this. So, like, if you weren't at Disney World, if you were at some conference with a bunch of entrepreneurs. Totally a, different reaction. I mean, I see that's yeah. what happened, right? For example, next week, you know, as we're recording this, we're going to be in, in Denver uh, speaking of podcast movement with Hotspot, right? We go to that. We're on that stage. We say our names. Most people get really excited <laughs> to, you know, share share the topic with us. And my wife cannot believe it. She's like, babe, I promise. Like what we do, what we talk about, people care about. But we got uh, friends. <laughs> we got friends. But outside of those rooms, right, is very different. So uh, I, I love that image because it helps people understand yes. that you know that how 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 do we tackle audiences and topics and different things yeah and there's an also like you also have to look at it like this everybody in podcast movement is there because they want to be there right and they can make it yeah. but if everybody could make it they would be there so a lot of people exactly. can't make it there a lot of people don't have the money a lot of people don't have yeah. the resources but there's three billion people like you have to really break it down into how like how easy it is to like work with people there so yeah. you don't need you don't need three billion people okay a billion like the difference between a million and a billion is insane right so i think like there's something that's like um i think it's doing the math right now i know 
Yeah, I'm doing the math. Uh, the calculator. I actually saw a post about somebody else the other day. He was, he's somebody that has a, uh, it's pretty cool. His Instagram, uh, Instagram account is like, I like big numbers. <laughs> and he's about, he talks about finance. And he had this post talking about like, people don't really understand the yeah. difference between a million and a billion. That's it, that's it. So, sorry, I had to, I had to Google no, it real know. quick because it's such a powerful, it's such a powerful image when it comes to like marketing. Okay, so you have to understand you're playing a game and this is what, what I'm talking about with organic stuff too. Because you're playing a game of percentages, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you know, especially if you're a business owner, what your close you should know what your what your close rate is, what your conversion rate is, all that stuff. So if you know those numbers, it's just a reverse math problem. How many yeah. people do you need to show to achieve your desired result? Okay, so yeah, there's three billion with a B people on Facebook in the world, right? So you don't need to work with three billion people. Okay, so that, that was the math problem I looked up. A million seconds, like if you break down into time, a million seconds is 12 days. A billion seconds is 31 years. Oh, it's crazy, right? So like, that's a lot of people. I'm almost, a lot I've of people. almost lived a billion seconds. Wow. Yeah. In a few months, I have lived a billion <laughs> seconds. That's cool. Uh, Matt, yeah. the day of my birthday, I'm going to make a post about have lived a billion seconds. I'm going to shadow you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's literally like, so you don't need that many people yeah. to work with. And if you can reach people efficiently. So like if you do, like, for instance, if you're getting engagement for less than a penny and you reach tens of thousands of people and you have an X amount, per, like say you have a 1% conversion rate, you yeah. just do the math. How many people do you really need to work with a month? How many people do you need to show your stuff to? And you have yep. to find out your numbers. Reverse engineer from yeah. there. Yeah. Because uh, if you're casting a super wide net, it's going to take you a lot longer to funnel those people through because you're talking through the noise. Yeah. Because again, and your organic strategy is only reaching. Sorry. No, no, no you're good. You're good. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Well, so if your organic strategies are only reaching 1% of the people that you're talking to, you better make damn sure that 1% is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I wanted to kind of like lead with. That's where I was going on my ramble about the algorithm, <laughs> right? Which is, you know, you got the, in, in, in business, you got your time, right? The to total addressable market, let's say in social media is your total addressable audience. If you go at it from an organic way, you're literally kind of like looking and looking, right? For, for those people that really resonate and you're kind of like, at the mercy of, you know, finding them in the right time with the right interest, right? With the, with them wanting to engage as well. Right. Mm -hmm. But like you said, you can force the issue with ads. And I think that's the power of it, right? That you yeah, can it, say, boom, I yes. want this person right now that is willing to engage that has this interest. Let me go for it. And because that is a benefit because you are now exchanging literally you know, the fact that you have to spend a lot of time trying to find that person, it costs money, right? It, yeah. it, it is an investment, right? It's an investment for you to find that person faster and then, you know, hit velocity, see, okay, I can have this person now faster, look at my message, potentially convert into a lead, which then potentially can convert into, you know, a prospect, that a sell, yeah. right? And you hit that faster than if you were doing it organically. Well, it's also, so you also have to think about what you're trying to get them to do. 
because the actions are more, some actions are more expensive than, than others. Because if you're trying to get somebody who doesn't know who you are to buy something you've never sold before, and you are sending them out like just cold traffic and trying to get them to go all the way through. When's the last time you saw something that you've never seen before, clicked on the ad, went all the way through the website, all the way through the sales process and bought it. Rare. Rare. I actually, it happened to me Saturday morning with a dog product, which was crazy. But oh, so I, you were the consumer. You were the but target. No, no, no. But here's the thing. I still didn't buy. Like I saw the ad. Here, here was a, here's the path. The ad to a blog to the full one hour video, which I kind of like sped up a little bit and I didn't buy. So uh, it made me reflect. I'm like, wow, this is something that I was like really curious because, you know, it was like with with my dog that I was just curious about the topic. Uh, And even with the intent of like, hey, I am going to make an action out of this. I still didn't purchase, right? So think about your past experiences, right? And uh, as we wrap up, Matt, this has been so good and enlightening. (laughs) Uh, like you said, the last thing that you mentioned is you have to be very clear with your outcome. What do you want out of this? And decide one, right? The, the case study that you shared, and I'll encourage people to reach out to you on social media. We're going to leave all the links below so you can share with them uh, those findings, right? You gave us three results. And then as we're debriefing and talking to you, I'm like, okay, well, these campaigns, we have to figure out like what is the one outcome that we want so we can actually be very efficient in what we do, right? It's like, it's like, it's like, online multitasking, then yeah. you won't have the best of, of anything at the end of the day because you're doing so many things. So an example of this is like, okay, why do I want views? Because normally views translate to sales. Maybe, I don't know. That's up to your business, right? For us, um, I don't know. We're still talking about it. We, we, we mentioned it in our call. It's like, should we do it for awareness and then retarget for the Facebook group? Maybe, I don't know. And that's something, those are those hypotheses yeah. that we have to put in place to do that. So, as, as to wrap up, like Matt, what do you recommend people starting over apart from reaching out to you? What is like yeah. one action point that they can do today to start leveraging uh, ads for their podcast? Okay. So basically the whole point is like, you need to show people quality content and you need to show people, you need to get more eyeballs on your stuff. But the whole point of this is you don't want a bunch of one-offs. You don't want to be searching for people cold every single month, week, day, year, whatever. So you want to be able to build actionable audiences so that you can retarget them. You can show them your stuff again and again and again. This is the, this is why people love subscribers. This is why people, you know I mean? Building a usable audience. So I would say that the best thing that you can do before you start ads, number one, you can't run ads from a personal page. That's just, that's the technical (laughs) thing. So it has to be a creator page or business page, but having consistent organic content is key because someone who's going to see your stuff is going to see more of your stuff and you have to force, you have to force feed them your content and your content has to be reflective of what it is that you're trying to achieve. Right? So if you're just trying to grow podcasts with personality, showcasing your personality is a good idea. But if you're trying to sell services, you need to position yourself as an expert. Yeah in that area. And a podcast is a really great way to do that. So if you can make it educational, informational, fun, whatever, funny behind the scenes stuff, like there's all kinds of organic strategies to put forward, but using those in congruence with ads can help move the needle faster. That's the point. 
Ah, yeah. I'm sorry. There's um. Is, is your mind going a thousand miles per hour right now with different things? Yeah, yeah I'm very excited. <laughs> I, I really want to, you know, try this because we've tried some other approach with that in the past, and I think the results was a very different approach, uh, yeah. especially for podcasting. But the results were a little bit underwhelming, to be honest, right? Especially in the retention side of things. And are, I think are you this, talking that specific campaign that we ran? Yeah, Matt knows. Yeah, we talked about. Yeah, that. yeah. So for me personally, like, yeah, I think it was a little underwhelming, but there wasn't really a strategy for, for retention yeah. in there as well. And I think this allows you to, again, go back and, you know, hit them a lot of times, like you said, force feed them, right? And right. Um, something that I'm, um, you know, like, again, I think it's a, it, it's a very exciting topic. And I know as we wrap up and my brother's kicking me under the desk right here, <laughs> it's like, because I do extend and I hug the mic and I, and I, and I like this. It's okay, um, Matt, we're going to have to come back a second time. Or maybe we can do a specific training for the group. I think that would be super great. awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, I think the training would be a great idea. Let's do that. Let's definitely do a, a training for uh, for the group and actually yeah. I, I lost my my last turn of thought in here it was gonna be a, a what we call <laughs> a golden boulder just like a golden nugget just way bigger um but but so i have to i have to come back to it but it's okay it's so good matt this was absolutely amazing man i absolutely love it i don't think i've ever heard anybody talk about yeah. you know ads for podcasters in inside of the the facebook platform i think it's very very exciting that you're getting into it. I'm pretty sure you're going to get a lot of success and you're going to get a lot of people, more case studies. Yeah. And I can't well, wait good. to see see more of it. Yeah, I just want to try and make it less scary because it's not super intuitive and it's really technical. But if you have the right person teaching you, it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's, so I, I want this to be available to everybody because it's such yeah. an easy way to do it. But it's there's a lot of noise you got to get through. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, you heard Matt, like we, we talked for like an hour. He's super open with this. If you have a podcast, you want to grow it this way, you want to explore more, just click the links below and get in touch. You know, jump on a call with him. You're going to see it's amazing. So um, I think this is a really cool thing. And especially the people in the podcasting industry, we're in the start of, of this, right? The people who are going to win are the people who are going to be consistent and frequent and use strategies like the one that we're talking about today. Yes. So good. But Matt, is there anything else that you want to add before we head out? No, this has been great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Fancy anything else? You um, can't wait till we meet up one day in person and we try your wife's pizza as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come with it. Yes, the pizza. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning to the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media. At this bros co. That is Ryan of Matt here. Help you move one step closer towards your goal of building massive listenership. Please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. Let's go. Bye guys.